0: Okay, this morning we're going to be doing a very interesting interview, slightly off uh, topic for Cochlear Implant Basics, because one of the aspects I've always been interested in is why people wait seven or eight years to get help for their hearing loss. And my own discovery has been vanity's number one. So we are going to be talking with Jenny, who... um, has a very unusual company and I think ties in with that topic so if you just state your name where you are and the date
1: yeah hello everyone i'm i'm my name is jenni ahtiainen and um uh, i'm right now sitting in my um living room in finland hamelnna and um yeah just came from work it's 5 p.m.
0: Okay, Jenny. Let me ask you a little bit about your own hearing loss. A little bit about your background. Uh, if you can just tell me some some of the things you've gone through on your hearing journey.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I lost my hearing. Uh, well, I I got my hearing aids in two thousand eighteen. How old uh, were
0: you? How old were you then?
1: Uh, I was forty. Just a little bit over forty, but uh, it runs in the family. The bad hearing runs in the family. My mother has hearing aids, and and my grandmother should have had, but she never did. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that I think that that was the basis for my 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 hearing loss story. And uh, then I started to play violin. Even though I look like a punk rock person, <laughs> but I started to play classical violin when I was in the age of three. And uh, so I started. I think that uh, because when when they started to explore when the uh, when the doctor started to uh, study my my ears uh, before I turned forty, uh, she re- he realized that I had some some. Uh, some severe problems in my left ear and I suspect that they they I, I I started to lose my hearing like tremendously when I was when when I was playing violin so I was playing it for 15 years I had uh before I started to get interested in voice and red wine I had my own students I taught them violin playing and uh, but then then uh the puberty and, uh, you know, the things that young people are interested in off. So, so they came along and I stopped playing violin and I changed it to punk, which never made that hearing loss any better. So <laughs> Yeah. So, so basically that is the story, how it all started out. And then we started to rehearse uh, in a very, very small uh, basement uh, room and that was the time of the world that nobody was wearing any kind of earplugs. And that is something that my company were really trying to do is preventive work for hearing loss and and, and that's like tell people that how important it is to actually use plugs because I'm a walking example of that kind of a person who never took like I
0: have a question right here. Um, because I work, well, I work, I volunteer in in 24 time zones and even cochlear implants, cochlear works in 84 countries. So I am always conscious of the nuances between cultures and hearing loss. Can you tell me a little bit about the culture of hearing loss in Finland? Is it accepted or is it something that you are rejected? How's it handled?
1: Yeah, so... uh like four years ago when I when I got my own hearing aids, I used behind the ear hearing aids. And uh, that was kind of a jump from a normal hearing person life into the world of uh, deaf people. And uh, what I realized then was that, uh, so we have like two foundations uh, in Finland and the other one is for deaf people and the other one is for hearing impaired, well hard of hearing people. And so, I mean, people like me who are using hearing aids, but aren't totally deaf. And I understood that we, in, in Finland, people and the society kind of uh, um, separates these two uh, group of people. And, uh, and even the foundations of the deaf people and hard of hearing people, they don't want to talk to each other. And that was like, okay, uh, what's going on? And I remember when I, uh, when I put up, when I established my brand, which is called Deaf Metal, and that is, uh, it is a children's brand for hearing aids. So I got like quite much critics from the people that were uh, part of the hard of hearing community, not the deaf community. And they were telling, I got like hate letters that, what are you talking about that? We are not deaf. That we're, you know, we're just, you know, using hearing aids. We're not deaf. And I'm like, okay, so there is way too little humor in people's lives in generally. So um, I think that one one reason why why my brand got viral, the first picture that we took in 2018 after I made the innovation, uh, was because of the brand name was so fun. And uh, but the criticism—it was quite. I mean, like it, it was amazing because uh, even the the older people they were telling me that um, the more I talk about hearing loss and the more I talk about hearing aid stigma, the more people start to feel stigmatized. And I was like, well, my logic doesn't go like that. That when I got my hearing aids. I didn't have any hair to, you know, to cover my hearing aids. I didn't have either. I, I didn't either have the attitude to do that. I knew the second when I got my hearing aids that okay, they didn't feel like me. They didn't. I haven't been ever using hearing aids before, and they felt like medical-looking devices on a woman who has been focusing her entire life in fashion and beauty. So I'm. A, I've been doing children designing for 15 years. So of course I needed to do something. And that was only logic, very logic step for me to just tune them up a little bit, like show them off.
0: I have a question right here because I'm, I've been involved in the arts my whole life. And uh, one of the things I always found fascinating is the spark of inspiration. Did that spark of inspiration come to you about the jewelry? Did it come at night? Did it come in your sleep? Do you remember that that spark?
1: No, it was beautiful. This is, I go pitching a lot. I go and compete a lot with death metal because it has such a big social effectivity to people. We, we have changed. The lives of people who are using hearing aids and cochlear implants so how it happened was that I got my hearing aids on Monday and then I had to go to I had to go to work on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and Friday and Saturday was my first day off from work and then uh, I went to my workshop and the first thing I did I took uh, I took the sheets behind my ears. <laughs> this is how I I have been describing this moment to my friends and to everybody. So I just took them behind my ears and I put them on the table and I started to think. And I'm being totally honest now because I've been, desi- I've been a designer for 15 years. It was only logical for me as a jewelry designer to just do something around them so that they would feel more like me. And it took like it took like five minutes. I have been using um, leather, very thin, finish reindeer reindeer leather in my accessories in my in my formal life as an accessory and jewelry designer. So leather was a perfect material also to put around the hearing aid because of the res- you, you cannot put any tough any hard material on it because because of the very sensitive microphones. And so I took the black reindeer leather, and uh, I made patterns—the the smallest patterns ever—so that they would fit like perfectly into the in into my around my hearing aids. And then uh, I had, I attached there some uh, earring looking leather strips and things like I just felt like I needed to put there, and. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what, what I was doing. But my my child, Ilda, uh, it's in English. Her name is Evening. So Ilda came into my workshop and she looked at me. And I had the things in my ears already. And I was there all by myself. And she looked at me and I looked at her. And I told her that, look what I did look what I did I made these look like earrings and these look like me and I look like me so I didn't know what was going on I just you know tuned up my own hearing aids and then uh, I went to my husband and I told him that please take a picture of my ear because it's very very difficult to take a picture a side picture of your ear (laughs) so he told me no you know why like why do you want me to take a picture and I said I just have the feeling that I need to tell everybody now I need to put this on social media into the for the people to see uh who were my customers when I was doing just the basic jewelry design and then he was like, okay, so we have to go to sauna soon, you know. Nobody's watching you coming out of the closet on Saturday and telling that you have hearing aids and that you did this kind of jewelry on them. And I said, no, take the picture. And then he took the picture. And then I put it online and I immediately I saw that there was something happening. I mean, there were these red dots, dot keep they just kept coming on there. And I went to the toilet with the children and my husband and I needed to come back in the middle of Sauna and just look at the phone and it got viral. I mean, like one reason was maybe the fact that nobody was expecting that. One reason was the fact that I was not trying to sell anything. I was just like, like honestly, coming out of the closet and tell it, you know, telling people that I made a story. Like, not not I made a I made a these children, that this is like, uh this is like this is something wonderful, and then it started to spread. So that was the moment. So and my, every time when I go pitching, so every time. question is,
0: you made this prototype. You made this prototype. It caught on. And you started, did you start producing them one at a time? Or yes. how did you it just evolve from that?
1: Yeah. So uh, what happened is that, uh, okay, uh, amongst the other contacts that I got from the Hearing Association of Finland and uh and, and ReSound contacted me. There was these hearing aid users who wanted me to design different kind of jewelry for them. And uh, uh, of course, all the hearing aids, they were different. They were from different manufacturers. They were different models. And suddenly I noticed that I have these patterns for different hearing aids which were the smallest patterns i have ever made and i was keeping them in a match box because i could oh i could fit all the patterns in the match box and then at some point i I needed to make some stitching into the i call them holsters right away and the holster is like that is just purely the jewelry holder which is uh, adjusted around the hearing aid and into that holster you can put any kind of jewelry uh, you want but you needed some kind of a holder so um, then uh, I quite quite rapidly uh, quite fast I realized that I need to make these holders from some more wiser material, material because I'm going to kill myself and and my adulthood by just doing these little handicraft works, you know, these holders from leather. And then I started to uh, develop uh, this jewelry holder from silicone with a Finnish silicone factory. And that ended up really good. And now, actually, I was today I was talking to our silicone factory again because we are developing now own um, just for cochlear implant users their own uh holder silicon holder which is called the holster so basically the first holster was made for behind their hearing aids and now we are doing especially for cochlear implants
0: so you're now you're now at the cusp of an explosive business
1: i hope it is growing it is a new this is something something funny that i have discovered when you have a new innovation, when you have a new idea, even though it would be like very logical idea, uh, people, I mean, like most of the people, they don't adapt to it right away. They are the younger people who might be very open minded to new ideas, but for some people, and we're talking about entering new markets, it takes approximately one year to really get the sales done. And, you just have to have, like, in a way, I mean, we are selling now. Um, I established a company in 2020, just one month before COVID-19 for Death Metal. And now we are selling in four different continents and uh, 12 different countries. So we are growing really fast, but it is it is really helping that um, it takes one year to enter the market for the people to adapt to a new innovation like death metal
0: right those are the innovative buyers and marketing what you're describing is very classical so that Mm -hmm. you basically have started off strong and it just takes time the biggest problem you're going to have in the future are imitators obviously but if you hit quickly um, you'll be the leader of the field and i've been very impressed you know with the people uh, obviously i i don't wear them I, I haven't used your product but uh i've been very impressed with the feedback i've gotten from those who have bought deaf metal um so you do have distributors around the world. I understand there's somebody in the United States and i'm going to list all the links at the beginning of of our of your uh, podcast uh posting and uh, so that people will know where to find you because like I said this is the first this is really the first time I've had a podcast about a product but it's more than a product it's more about getting people to lose the stigma of getting a hearing aid and to get help and you've made a you've made a tremendous leap in that field
1: yeah yeah and this is like something that I have been thinking a lot about it's because of the feedback, it has made me realize i mean like there is not a one feedback that i don't read and cry because the, it has it really has changed people 's lives and uh, for example, our customer from south africa she she bought her first death metal from our distributor in in South Africa called uh, southern e n t and then she wrote me a hell of a long email. <laughs> And I was reading it. My my husband asked me, are you getting a flu? And I was like, no. It was the third time that I was reading it because I was just getting so emotional. But she was writing like so beautiful way. And nowadays, I mean, like so beautiful way that nowadays my company's copywriter is from South Africa. She is working for We are in the same time zone with South, South Africa. So basically we can walk. We can work at the same uh, working hours with them official hours. But it is um it has made me understand the i mean like the different aspects that people have for uh towards their hearing aids. One aspect uh is especially the fact that uh they they we are not just selling like jewelry, we are selling attitude, and the second that they discover like for example now. We are searching for models, cochlear implant models. And I put into our Instagram, I put there a wanted post that we are searching for cochlear implant models. And for the first time, when I made the same kind of um, announcement for our customers who have started to call themselves uh, death metalists, uh, uh, nothing happened in the first week. Nobody wanted to, and I was like, oh, my God, we are not going to find any model because I shoot only real, authentic hearing impaired people, people who are using hearing devices, not any just cool-looking model. I mean, like normal hear- hearing models. No, they are all from deaf community. And so nothing happened And uh, in the first week, and then I started. Then they started to drop. Like really long emails, people with their selfies, and they were really coming out from their closet and telling all their hearing loss story for me. And the fact that they were thinking that would they have the guts to do that, to be a model for a hearing aid jewelry brand, and then they decided that yeah, this is the end. I will not be ashamed about this anymore. And this is uh, like. um, the grown, I've seen how people grow and that is like, so, I mean, like how they come out and how they um, st- like realize just the one snap in the head. And they they realize that why have I I've been doing this to myself? Uh, for example, okay. When I, when I got my hearing aids, I started to think like really like fundamentally that, well, if you have a bad eyesight, you get to choose from different kind of eyeglasses, no matter if you're a man, woman or a child or, or any genre. And uh, if you have a bad hearing, you're just stuck with these devices for the rest of your life and you can't do anything about them. And even the hearing aid manufacturers, the whole hearing aid sector, they are kind of, it's paradoxical because they are kind of feeding the same shame that that people are feeling because they are making the hearing aids more smaller, smaller, and smaller, more invisible. And the signal that it gives is the thing that nobody can see there.
0: You know, you're absolutely right that the... Uh but they're also catering to a market that would not get a hearing aid otherwise. So there are two sides of no consumers are going to fit every pattern. So I understand two sides of it, but I'm so fascinated by what you've done and you're right. You get emotional when people change because of your work and uh, it's just, it's just incredible. So I'm going to basically What can I tell you? I'm just so fascinated by what you're doing. And I I hope it grows and grows and grows. And I hope you stay in touch with me. And maybe we'll do another interview six months or a year down the road to see how your company has evolved and how the attitudes change as well.
1: Mm, Yeah. And hey, one thing can I say to the end of this? Mm. Like, look at the world. Like, look how you can't see hearing aids or hearing loss anywhere. And that is one reason why people are feeling ashamed about it. You cannot see any pictures of hearing aid users in any lifestyle magazine, any, anywhere, anywhere. So that is the one reason why, I mean, like we have to make it more visible and then everything comes more easy.
0: I agree with, I agree with you a hundred percent. And hey, together we're gonna to move the world in the right direction. The yes, it is. It is an invisible disability. Let's face it. And and uh, I think America actually just reached a new uh, threshold because we've just approved over the counter hearing aids, which I think is going to be a very interesting. I'm not sure if I'm in favor or opposed to it at this point, but it's going to definitely play itself out. And uh, you're hearing your, your company. Deaf metal is going to play a role in that as well. I'm sure. Yeah. So, thank yeah. you very, very much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate uh, talking to you. And we will be back with more in the, in the past, in about a year or so from now, and we'll see where we're at.